Welcome everyone to today's episode of Photography Hustle, the show where we interview entrepreneurs who started photography or cinematography as a hobby and now focus on it as their main bread. I'm your host, Luis Rivera, and before we start talking photography or cinematography, I just want to give a, names, a few names out there for helping me reach out to a bigger audience. I think they deserve mention, don't you? But first, most, I still want to say Petey Reams, thanks for saving my bacon. You make amazing tracks. Thank you for putting it on the podcast. A big shout out to you you follow them on uh instagram pd reams productions ig follow them great tracks great posts thanks again man also i want to give a few names out there cynthia bermudez paul chiburi i uh, appreciate you guys and also lisa viteri thank you guys for uh being such a great support but also everyone if you want to uh be in the podcast or want to just shoot me a story my email is rivera l808 at gmail.com r-i-p v as in victor e-r-a-l as in lima 808 at gmail.com so everyone it is wednesday and two more days till christmas oh my goodness the days are just passing by 2020 is just pretty much done and now we get to look forward to 2021 i'm hoping santa brings you the best photography equipment ever and i hope that if not then uh, you can work towards those goals to uh, get that perfect gift for yourself but uh enough of that let's talk photography i have a special guest and uh just letting you guys know there is some f-bombs so i had to throw out it is explicit content so for anybody listening um if you have children or that don't want to be exposed to that i'm just trying to forewarn you now and i don't want to be like oh well i never told you oops and then all of a sudden you guys are exposed to that so just throw fyi but other than that guys thanks for listening the photography hustle let's talk photography Hello? Hey, Robert. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Hey, everyone, this is Louis Rivera and Photography Hustle. I have an amazing special guest, Robert Silver. Uh, great friend, great photographer. I mean, I love his work. Outstanding. I mean, it's just oof. Robert, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic on a Sunday. I'm doing <laughs> great. Thank you. Hey. Um... Robert, like I said, we were just talking, you know, a little bit ago, and I was like, man, I got to put this in the podcast. Um, guys, if you guys don't know who Robert Silver is, again, he's on YouTube, he's on Instagram, he's on... Robert, do you have Facebook? I'm on Facebook, Robert Silver Photography, for sure. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter, Rob Silver Photog. Um, I am on Snapchat, don't use it. Uh, LinkedIn... <laughs> You know, I'm on uh, whatever it is, whatever the kids are on. That's how I'm on it. <laughs> hey man, except TikTok, you're not gonna catch me dance. <laughs> man, that's such a popular man. These kids, man, the things that they invent, huh? Yeah, but the, that the, the TikTok, you won't be see me doing any of those dances. <laughs> but if there's a way that it's beneficial for me, I'm gonna figure it out and get on it. And and uh, it's all about branding yourself and putting yourself out there. Because uh, you never know where your where your next opportunity may come from. So you know, social media is definitely the number one tool for any photographer looking to go full time and making their passion a profession. And a lot of them is free, isn't it? It's like you know, like Facebook, exactly. Free, social, you know, Instagram is free. Uh, LinkedIn. Well, you pay you pay you pay for it through time. Oh, of course. You know? Of course. So if you're willing to give up that and dedicate which I do, I have like a routine that I do every morning and whatnot that 
is about my branding. So I have to, you know, schedule my post and uh, my tweets, etc. LinkedIn post, everything else. Hmm. And yes, I also use LinkedIn regularly because that's where you're going to get, you know, more people who are more in the professional field, commercial work. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I'm going to have to add you on that. Uh, that's one yeah. thing I don't have you on is LinkedIn. Okay, yeah, definitely reach out. You know, definitely do that. I, I post all the time. So, nice, um, nice. Robert, uh, tell the podcasters, you know, a little bit about yourself. You know, uh, who you are. You know, uh, tell a little bit. You know, what you like to do. Well, um, Robert Silver, obviously. <laughs> well, what I <laughs> I've been shooting since Bubbity 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 Bub 2011. Oh, and okay. I was going to school. Okay, so photography found me is how I like to put it. And I was going to Academy of Art, San Francisco Academy of Art over here, um, for film directing. And I only went for one semester. Okay. But they put a film camera in my hand, black and white, you know, an actual film. And then, and then my teacher was like, you'll never look at movies ever the same after this class. And I thought she was talking so much shit. And she was so spot on. If I could only see her again, I would thank her because she's so right. Uh, not only movies, but photography too. Like I, when I look at a photo, I'm looking at it like you do, like in a movie Matrix. You know, all the numbers start popping up, and <laughs> and I'm dissecting the image like, hmm. And, but she's so right. It's so true. Uh, but uh, photography, what what? Excuse me. What still? That still camera did for me, especially film, is it slowed down my process of capturing and producing an image. Even though I was going there to be a film director, right, at 24, 30 frames a second, now I'm taking one frame and I have a roll of 36, right? Mm. So, so it really, you have to be methodical about creating a photo versus just taking it, you know, a candid snapshot that you might do with your fucking cell phone or something. <laughs> and, um, I didn't realize the benefits of that uh, until I seriously took my photography serious. I changed my major to be entertainment nice, and music nice. business major was my thing because I wanted to be like a, a music label executive or A&R. Oh. And uh, so, so I changed my major, but I was working with a couple of small artists and they needed photos taken. And we tried to hire some and they were late and unprofessional, everything under the sun. Right, and I right. said, you know, I took five months of photography, you know, <laughs> I think I could do better than these fucking schmucks, right? <laughs> right. So I took my college fund, instead of paying myself back, I went to Best Buy and bought a Nikon and two a two-lens kit. It was like the D3100. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was way back in the day. You know, this is this is this is this is you know, I don't even know how many uh, autofocus points, but if I had more than ten, I'd been surprised. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I think I had nine or something. It was just really all bad. But that's where I started. I started with this camera, horrible autofocus, and these really plasticky, hollow lenses. lenses. Yeah, right. Wait, is this thing real? And then that's where. That's where everything started from there. So the frustration of these of this, I wouldn't say crappy. It wasn't crappy at the time. It, it was just this. Um, the pioneer. The frustration of the of the of the of the of this kind of camera, the beginning camera, 
forced me because I was so determined to want to create a dope image and have power on the creative process, forced me to learn more about why you choose a certain f-stop or shutter speed, et cetera, et cetera. It forced me to because the camera in itself is a bit limiting. You know, you can't yes. quickly get to, there's not as many dials, you know, you have to do way more and, and obviously the performance of it, it's slower and stuff like that with the lenses are real bad. So then I bought like my first 51.8 and then, you know, the Nifty 50 and everything else grew from there. So the biggest lesson that I learned there was when after I left that, I got a D7000. I said, damn it, if I had only known, I would have gotten the most expensive camera I could at that time rather than going for the D3100. That's why I never recommend new photographers or filmmakers to get a camera you can afford. Uh, uh, that that is like inexpensive, like right. five hundred bucks. No, right, right. go for fifteen, go for two thousand, because then you can keep it and you awesome. can grow with your system. You can grow with it. Yeah, you get your money's back. You'll definitely get your you money's get your money's back because yeah. you can use it, and and the resale will be better anyway. But the sure. point is, most importantly, is because if you get like a T six or an A6000, or a freaking, like I said, a D3100, in six months, you'll grow right out of it, yeah. right? You'll be yeah. done. Yeah. You're like, I can't use this. I want to do more. So that's why I always recommend photographers to go hard as you can. Go hard on the paint and just get the best camera you can and then grow with it. Your camera will be fine. It's not going anywhere. It could only grow as far as the specs in the camera, mm. Right. Yes. So the, yes. the third, the, there's no firmware update going to give the B3100 or the 3500 that's at now more autofocus points. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a rat. So that's all it's going to be. Why, that's all it's going to be. Right, right. So another, so that was a lesson I learned by going through all this process. But I just knew that I wanted to create better photos. I started off doing event photography. A lot of event stuff, and then um, like my, my my buddy had a Brazilian band, and I would go shoot live shows. And then I realized again why this camera is not for me. I need a better <laughs> camera for low light performance. But he he eventually started giving me like a hundred bucks. I was like, dude, can you give me like a hundred bucks to come out to your gig and hang out, whatever? And then I said, huh, I can make some money off this. And I was I was still in college, right. and then um, eventually I just started. I started asking, you know, people started asking me and then I said, okay, yeah, I need a hundred dollars. So a hundred dollars was like, I was so awesome because I was working full time, but I was getting like a hundred bucks to do photography. That was right, cool. That side hustle. Exactly. And then yeah. I said, I wonder how much I need to make to quit everything. And yeah. then I did the math and I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could totally do that. And then another milestone was looking at GQ and Vogue magazines, both publications I subscribe to annually, by the way, gotcha. um, for the print, you know, print edition. Um, I look inside the magazine, I said, damn, you know, I can do that kind of work. I really could. I really believe I can do what they're doing. Right. So right. then my, my biggest drive is to replicate and be able to produce those kinds of images. You know, like I'm going to be in Vogue one day. I'm going to be in L or something. Like I haven't been there yet, but like, I still there. like, I'm going I still there. believe if I got a shot, I, I, I feel totally confident I could do it, you know? <laughs> but the point is that, that I, I looked at it. I had a clear vision of my style, my genre of photography and was like, I could totally fucking do it. 
and just do whatever it takes to do just that. Dang, I like does that. Does that make right? sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I like that drive, yeah. you know, like nothing's going to stop you. You're going to get there one way or another. Exactly. And it, it might be slower. It might take longer, right? Whatever your genre is, as long as you keep going. That's why like, like I, at the end of my videos, I always say, you know, keep shooting and stay creative, right? Yes. I was thinking about changing it up this year to shut up and shoot. <laughs> and because that's really what it takes. It's just, right. look, we could talk about gear. We could talk about your damn Zeiss lens, yeah. or whatever <laughs> shit you need to use to compensate, you know? It all comes down to just shut up and shoot. I want to see your work. Man, and I, I'll tell you if I'm impressed. My, <laughs> my slogan it just says never stop shooting. You know, just I mean that's yeah, like, exactly. Because if you by the time you stop and check your camera, you know your gear, whatever it may be, you probably would have missed already like three moments. You know that you'd be like, oh well, man. No, you're absolutely right. That that's part of it. For portraits, I'm editorial with my portraits and editorial work. So mm-hmm. like. I'm in control. I tell the model, move this way, this way, that. So if you see angles and poses and whatnot, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you nine times out of ten, I made sure that was the case before I took the photo, you yes. know? Okay. I'm very much like a sculptor. I, I, I laugh about it with my muses. I have a few of them. Uh, but it's very true. And they've told me, they're like, some photographers just want me to keep moving. And they didn't. No, I'm very much, you're moving because I need you to, and this is what I want you to do. This is the but... This is it. I'm in control. It's and if we don't get it, it I fucking did that. And if we do, <laughs> then we did that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Hey, I like it. I love it. Um. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say, so you, so you've been a full time photographer for how long? So, uh, 2011, I think by 11, and I think 12, I decided to. No, it was 11. Yeah, 11 is when I started to make that change, and I graduated in 2012. Nice. Wow. So full time photographer since then. I keep saying to myself, like, oh, I'm going to get I'm going to be full time one day. I'm going to be full time one day. Let me get my money up. Let me, you know, get certain lifestyles that I need to get. And I think 2021 is the year. You know, I think, you know, I just I've been putting a lot of things and it's just one excuse after the other. That's my issue. It's just excuses. I have nobody else to blame but myself, you know. Well, that's that's at least the first step right there is to to notice that it's it's really because of you. You know what I mean? Right. And that goes for anybody listening. Um, The next thing is like, is take, like Tony Robbins said, take action, take immediate massive action. So you're like, okay, I want to be full time. Okay. To me, that is too general. Okay. So you need to be more specific. Okay. You know, when a sniper takes a shot, he's very, he or she is specific as shit. You can't get more focused. Maybe an eagle is more focused than a sniper. You know what I mean? But that's about it. Okay. So, but when you're when you're when you're about to shoot your shot, literally, there is no second guessing. It is what it is. You know, you got it. It's done. Okay. Yeah. So, so with that said, don't. I wouldn't do. I'm going to be a full time photographer. How about you? First of all, start taking yourself seriously. That you can be that photographer, whatever that is, that lifestyle of a photographer. And then start living it as small as your your effort may be. So you're saying, okay, full time. No one does full time. Let me just add, let me let, let me say nobody shoots full time. Nobody's shooting for forty hours a week. It right. would be absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I would like you are completely hustling the wrong way. You might be marketing for forty hours out of the week, but you for sure are not shooting forty hours. You want to shoot, you know, 
the point of being a photographer is you don't have a normal job like some other folks. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I could be talking to you now at two o'clock in California time. Um, you know, looking at a, I have a bowl full of pretzels and chips I'm going to get down with after this podcast. <laughs> That's the point of being a photographer. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but what I do is I, I, I start with valuing my work and my talent and then I, and then suddenly you start charging more and you start holding yourself to a certain kind of standard and expectation of your work. And right. thus, it's all cyclical because then people start paying you for the, for, 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 for that quality of work. And then you go back it up and then you start realizing the money that you can work, that you can be quote unquote full time, but yet you only did 10 hours worth of work that week. You see? I hear you. And so, you. so that's what I mean. Like get out of that frame of full time that see that comes from the mentality of, um, people who love a day job, you yeah. know, but jobs mean just over broke. So yeah. even if you hit that, just when, if you hit that full time, then you realize, damn, I'm still working 40 hours a week. And why the fuck does it feel like I, I'm just making it in the, and I'm not doing something right. It's like, right. yeah, well, you're right. hustling, you're hustling backwards. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. So you work for, I learned that I, some blogger, something called million dollar photographer. I can't remember if it's exactly that, but he, he changed my mindset. It was like, no work 10 hours in the week to pay for your 40 hours. Like, in other words, hustle smarter, not harder, right? You've heard that. Yes. And so for me, I just know that, I know that I became a serious professional, like a real, like I can put my hat in the ring and say I'm a professional photographer when I can consistently make quality work on a regular basis. And it's funny right? you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that because a professor of mine just, uh, he told me back in the day, he's like, look, why are you charging so cheap for your photos? Because, and, and again, in my previous podcast, I said, you know, things of that nature, the things that I struggled with. I said to myself, like, man, why, you know, if, if you go to a doctor and they give you a bill, they're not going to say, well, I guess I'll give you a discount, you know, because you're a good person. Right? No, they just, exactly. they're going to charge you the full bill, whether, you know, where you go to a dentist, where you go to a car insurance, or and, anyways, they're not going to give you a discount or a break. Or whether they just got out of med school or not. Right. Okay. Right. They don't wait like in three years. I'm going to charge more for for a transplant. It's like no, this is what you stepped up for. If you want that transplant, it costs you X amount of dollars, and and, and figure it. that out. That's it. Yeah. So and that's and that's and and that's the thing about photography and photographers in general. Well, artists really, it's it's hard to really be confident behind the price tag you want to charge. I'm not there yet. Uh, that's just me giving my own assessment. Mm -hmm. uh, but I for sure can look back to even just a year from now and be like, whoa, like COVID didn't hit me hard because I, yeah, it certainly was, it certainly didn't hit me hard because I live beneath my means, right? I live as if there, live as if you don't have that gig tomorrow, okay. you know, and then you'll always be okay as a photographer. So what I do, I have, you know, I'm literally wearing shoes from H&M that were 20 or $30 and they're fine because I want my, I just ordered a new camera. So guess where my money, my priority is, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, but, but the thing is like, again, spend as if you don't have a client coming the next time, you know, and you'll be all right. Second thing is, um, stop comparing yourself to others. That yeah, will never, you. I follow some great photographers like, Jeremy Kramer, he's freaking awesome doing some awesome stuff. Clay Cook, 
right? Yes. Uh, Lindsay Adler, for sure, is whipping mm-hmm. ass. And you know I like beauty photography, so mm-hmm. I always look at her work. And, you know, there's some photographers that are making, you know, like I saw a video, and Lindsay Adler was like, minimum she charges is $3,500 to sit in front of her. Oh, now, I can honestly, goodness. I, I could say, honestly, she earns that because her work is like, extremely stellar in her background and her knowledge absolutely now i want to get there obviously (laughs) hey man but we all do man we all do she doesn't have we don't have the same overhead right she she's in midtown and beautiful studio and everything else she has a much higher overhead Mm. my studio is in downtown oakland it's completely different everything but but I would like to get to that point, but I know she's extremely confident when she slides over her packages or whatever she does that this is my, this is what I'm about. This is what it's worth. Either that or you, you just don't want to work with me. Yeah. And, uh, not, you can't afford to work with me. Let me correct that. People want to work with Lindsay. It's whether they can afford to, you know? <laughs> um, so, and that's where I want to get with my part. And I, I and I've heard whispers of clients of just saying like, Hey, I love your work. I just want to know, can I afford you? You know, and that's when you know you're starting to make some, 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 some noise and some, some uh, impact. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Quality wise, yeah. uh, recognition wise, etc. But again, that starts with that vision, right? Do whatever it takes. And if this isn't something that you can, you, you, you wouldn't do for free for the rest of your life. This Oof. isn't the business for you. Oof, man. Yeah, that. You have to. Anybody. This shit has to be. Yeah, if everything was paid. In your life, food was always in a cupboard, your fridge is straight, everything's good, and this isn't what you would do for free for the rest of your life, and, and still get a hard on to do it, mm, man. and this is not for you, because this is, it needs that kind of passion when you don't have a client, when your money's looking funny, when, yeah. when your back is hurting from carrying a fucking camera to three miles, you know, yeah. to get to a location, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so you need that passion, you need passion, period. That's, you know what I mean? And if you don't have that, that's what gets you through the hard times. But I've eaten else. so many, that's yeah, right, I've eaten so many else. ramens oh, and man, and rice nice. and man, my shit was looking ugly and oh, I was second guessing left and right, up and down and uh oh, my brother had to help me pay rent for like a year. Wow. Growing ass man, I was 30 something. Wow. And I just quit my full time job, I got, I, got, I graduated. And I, I quit my job and to be a full-time photographer. And I was like, did I just fuck up and leave a job with, you know, with, uh, you know, benefits and all that stuff. And I'm like, for Uh, photography, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually when you get a small success, whatever that is, I don't care if you get your first hundred dollar client, fucking celebrate. I don't mean going out and party, but fucking give yourself a pat in the back. Like, yeah, I did that shit. That's right, I fucking did that. Give yourself 10 push-ups <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> fucking, you did that, you know? Oh, man, that's and, right, that's uh, right. So I always try to tell people who are emerging and, and doing their thing, like I'm still doing my thing, um, is to celebrate your small successes. You know, reward yourself. And and, and then it feels good. Then you're the, then you're the, uh, uh, the barometer of your greatness. Is when you're, cause you're, you're out there to please you. Of course. You feel me? Of course. And, and, and photography just happens to be the medium in which you learn to express and celebrate your own goddamn greatness. So, speaking about influences, Robert, like, who do you feel like, you know, is there anybody you're like, man, 
I would love to be like this person right here. I, I mean, I admire their work because I know you just mentioned a couple names right now, but is there, is there like a top, top tiered level where you're just like, man, I would love to be, you know, at this kind of person. Uh, here's a guy. I'm glad you asked that question. Here's a photographer. I follow his work. We comment on each other's stuff. And he's like a Canadian, but he lives in France now. He's French Canadian. Oh. And, um, He's a phenomenal editorial photographer, and he he's always doing Vogue and Elle, and I mean the high end magazines. This dude is doing it all. The mm. models, the styling is incredible. I'm like, bro, you do all the dope stuff. So, but um, Benjamin Tannerick, I'm sure I'm fucking up the last name, but K A N A R E K. He is worth following for sure. He's awesome. He's out of Paris. Um, he's actually took time to answer some questions for me from time to time, but we comment on each other's stuff now. And, uh, but I comment way more on his, I'm sure. And I'm, <laughs> that's okay. Cause he's doing great stuff, that's but he's amazing. doing the editorial work. I so want to do like everything he does, like every, everything he's involved with is, is what I want to do. And that's what I want to do is more editorial work, working with, more models, more than I'm doing now, and do you know, shooting for Vogue or shooting for L or shooting for whatever it may be, a GQ or something. So that's kind of like, yeah, he he's one of them. But then again, Jeremy Kramer, Clay Cook, and those guys doing great commercial work. Mm-hmm. Those guys are phenomenal, and I and I really admire them. Cause see, see, think about those guys. Like uh, they're like in the Midwest. Right? right. So when you hear photographers, young photographers are young in the game, I'm saying, right. uh, complain about their location being an issue. But I'm like, look, look at those two guys. They are killing it in a commercial photography game, but they're in the mid fucking West. Right. Like, they're not in Miami. And, yeah. They're, yeah. They're in Nashville <laughs> or some shit. And, and, and you're thinking Cowboys and whatever the fuck. And, but yet they're killing the game. They have a beautiful studio. They started in small. And their work is stellar, and they're not in New York, they're not in LA, they're not in like some big, huge, how do you say, influential metropolitan area, right? They're not in Atlanta, you know what I mean? So for them to make it is incredible, and the work speaks for itself. So those two guys, and of course, I'm going to just say Lindsay, just because her beauty portraits are just out of this world it her yeah she she influences a lot of stuff that i'm like oh okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> and she seems super humble she that's, seems incredible like you could just go out and fucking have a coffee and a bagel with her oh, so, that's I, awesome. I, so i love that I yeah love that. yeah that's that's why i like Lindsay Adler has that vibe i don't know if she would with me you know what right. i mean uh you know but uh, but the point is you swear and that's and that's what it takes because again, when you have your lows, you don't want to be a prick because then like you have no one to go to, if that makes sense. I like, like I, I, I could text you and be like, damn, this shit is kind of rough out here. Even though you're, you're, you're you like you enjoy my work. I'd be like, wow, it's a little rough. So, but if I was like guy with, you know, how can I say 10 pound balls all the time? Um, <laughs> all of a sudden I have no one to go to because I have to worry about fronting and keeping up the 10 pound ball image if that makes any sense yes yes it does mm-hmm. i mean i'm just i'm glad you know like i said you 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 have that drive you have that you know like influence you know people influence you influence people as well because again i'm a big influencer did i say that right a big influence influencer i can't even say the word influencer of you oh well i, I love your work 
you know, like I said, and, and to me, you're like, you know, uh, all these other guys, like, you know, like, and, and by me, by that, I mean, like, you know, your your top tier level, you know, uh, photographer. And I'm not, uh, yeah, and, and I'm uh, trying to be the most humblest way of saying this because, you know, I follow your work. I, I mean, I, we met in uh, 2017, 2018, yeah. I believe. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was, I saw you in the corner over there. You were making your, your YouTube video, and I was like, oh man, I didn't want to be that guy, but hey, I love your work. Or, <laughs> you know, but I was like, oh man, what can I be? You know, good time to. So I, I, you know, I was in line waiting to get my ticket. And I, I saw you briefly pause. I think you just like you stopped for the video for a second. And I was like, oh, you know what? If I miss my line, you know, then that's great. You know, whatever. But I'm like, at least I got to meet, you know, Robert Silver. So I was like, I come out to you. I was like, hey, man, I, I know you might get this a lot. But, you know, my name is Luis Rivera. You know, I'm a photographer in the making. And, you know, you're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. You know, um, I'm glad, you know, you like my work. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I see your YouTube videos. You know, it's really nice to see you in person. You know, get to that's get, awesome. And that's we awesome. and we just hit it off from there, which was like yeah. From that point well, on, well, you and, know, I like good people. You had a good vibe, and um, I thank you. again, that. I appreciate it. If anybody gives a damn about the work I'm doing, I'm always <laughs> humbled, and um, I'm not where I want to be. You know, but I I know where I want to be, but I'm, I know I'm not there yet. And you know, uh, little Wayne got questioned about why he did a song with like Taylor Swift one time okay. and they're like why the hell would you do a song with her and he's like you never know who you'll who you'll need on the way down like you just never know oh, yeah. who may be that that one odd person that's going to look out for you because you look out for them when you were on top you know Absolutely. and uh so I, I took I take that kind of advice to heart and it's like you just never know if, if I was being smug or whatever, I wouldn't be on this podcast now. You wouldn't be <laughs> enjoying my content. You know what I mean? Right, like right. you just gotta, you just gotta be super humble, and so that like even that, when you're strong and you're awesome and amazing at thirty, but when your back is hurting at sixty and seventy, someone's gonna be there to help you cross that street because you gave a shit when you were strong at thirty. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so I, it's about paying it forward. And um, I didn't have anybody show me the ropes on how to eat and survive and shoot and improve your work. So I just want to just give that back to whoever can help. Be inspired. I've had all the blocks in front of me that I'm sure, and I'm sure there's still more that I haven't come in contact with. And I just want to let you know that, like, if I could fucking do it, you certainly can. <laughs> but the only difference is the level of sacrifice you're willing to pay what is your price and are you willing to pay it and pay it multiple times you yes. see yes and and if you're willing to do that well then god damn it you deserve whatever it is your mind could conjure up and, and one other thing robert that i am not to drive off what you just said because i love that what you just said right now you said that if you can do it i can too and it's it's crazy that you said that because there was one day that i was like Man, I want to be for I want to work with Nikon. Like I want to be that ambassador, you know, that you know that that you know like the that almost like that Hall of Fame where like all these like photographers out there and yeah. you got into Nikon professional services. I will never forget this. Oh. <laughs> that was only cuz uh 
there was a lot of things. I mean, uh, everybody, uh, there were a few <laughs> factors. I'm not going to put on a podcast, right, but right, uh, I understand. don't think that, you know, I mean, I work for Lumix now, you know, just to let people know I'm a Lumix advocate is what they call it. Okay. And I, you know, help support all the small mom and pop retail camera stores That's awesome. with, um, with Lumix and Panasonic, uh, equipment, you know, and okay. I do that part time. I love Lumix. They've treated me like, Honestly, they've been quite amazing. A phenomenal Panasonic has been really, you know, they're one of those mega corporations that looked out for their employees best they can throughout this whole COVID. That's awesome. uh, find they they kept me employed, kept some money coming in when you know when COVID hit, you know, when clients hit, you know, dropped like a rock. But mm-hmm. COVID, but Panasonic kept making sure I had something to do and get a paycheck, and that that helped severely. So they'll always have. Uh, a deep appreciation and, and a love for me just because they gave a shit when, when certainly they could have used it as a scapegoat to not give a shit. Yeah, you yeah, know? they could have just, you know, looked you off. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, lay off, you know. <laughs> right, and right, right. But no, that's awesome. That for, that they took care of you. Exactly. And, that's, and, I, and I hope, you know, like I said, it keeps, you know, growing that because now it's like you mentioned, you know, they're probably at their top tier and then, you know, when they're 30 now, but when, like they say, they're going to 65. You never know. Hey, you never know. You know, Robert's hey, there, man. My, my thing is this, is this. Uh, I only got that gig because I was really, it was, I followed the same rules I just shared with you. It was like being humble. Mm-hmm. And I met somebody who's um, a higher management, et cetera, and we befriended each other and we just stayed in contact. And I thoroughly looked out for people and like, you know, um, did a review and then, uh, of course, I leverage my relationships. Like, oh, I got a YouTube channel. Let's. Uh, it, I only got uh, noticed because of my YouTube channel, and I only had fifty three subs at that time. When really? I got noticed by. Yeah, I only had fifty three subs, and I was I was working part time at Mike's Camera. Woohoo, Mike's Camera. <laughs> Go check them out, Mike'sCamera dot com. Anyway, Mike's Camera, <laughs> and I was working part time because what better place to work as a photographer than a camera store? And then, um, true, and true. I met him there, and my manager was like, oh, you need to meet Robert. He's a great photographer. And then he saw my su- subscriber, you know, me, my YouTube at 53, and he took me out for a coffee. That's Mark Tool over at Panasonic. And uh, he said, hey, Robert, I love your content. And he literally said, what can we do to help support you? What? And I was like, whoa. I'm at 53 subs and you already give a shit. But he, he saw vision. Mark saw vision. He saw something. He was looking at me 10 years from now, five years from now. He wasn't looking at me today with 53 subs. Right, he was like, right. you have the potential to be fucking awesome. Oh, right? Oh, man. So, and so of course, that's when I did like the G9 review. Then I started, you know, then I had someone in, in the end. You know, Mark was my in. He was my, hey, I heard this is coming out. Can you send me something? You know what I mean? And he supported me. He still has to this very day. And uh, he helped me get my S5, my Lumix S5, which is going to deliver Monday. But the point is that I was good to (laughs) people. The point is I'm good to people. You got to be good to people. You never know who you meet. The retailers support your local camera stores. Those people have relationships. You want to build relationships. That helps to propel your career big time, like always, big time. Always. So be good to people and follow through with your word. If you say you're going to get six images, get six, maybe throw in seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. And be be honest about when you're going to deliver your assets, your deliverables, your you know whatever it is. 
most of the time people come to photographers if you're doing a shoot. I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but no, when you're doing your photo shoot, people come to you for leadership, whether you're female or male. Photographer, they like, what do you want us to do? How do we do this? You're the one with the answers. Right, how you know, that's, what story. that's how they're looking at you. Yeah. So act like a fucking leader. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's the way I take, that's why I say I run a very dictatorial, like a director, not a dictator, but like a director. The director is the boss. He's the one hired and firing and telling you move this, move that. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're, you're okay. I mean, I, I, that's how I was at first. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Robert. I was that guy. I was that guy. Uh, that's like, uh-huh. uh, do you wanna give this angle? Do you wanna, um, can you move a little bit? And they're like, really? Is this, you know, is this my photographer? You know, and and I, you know, male or female, uh, mainly more females on, on my side of the end. Um, but you know, I was always like that nice passive you know, calm dude, like, okay, well, this is good, this is, and I was always getting, you know, and excuse my French, but, you know, I was always getting shitted on, you know, getting uh, taken advantage, and then they're like, oh, I'm not gonna pay for this, oh, my hair's too messed up, oh, my, you know, my makeup is all off, and I was like, well, lady, uh, I didn't do none of this stuff, you know, you just came in as directed, you know, yeah. as, as told, as promised, you know, for services, you know, rendered, and, you know, then they were trying to get that freebie. Now, of course, you charge a, a client, you know, with more money, and they're going to be more satisfied. They're going to be more grateful, which is weird. But again, it is. It's, it's ironic. <laughs> it's ironic how weird that is. Because it it's true. Is. They will. The people who pay more are more appreciative. And ironically, uh, and secondly, not ironically, they trust you more. It's 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 like the uh, the Apple iPhone. Yeah. You uh, or or the Apple product. Period. You buy a MacBook Pro, you buy it, and the customer already knows it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Yes. It's gonna work, yes. and it's easy to use. And they will pay that more. Exp- I pay it. I I had a PC. I, I accidentally went to PC <laughs> for a hot second, and I ran right back to Mac and said, "What price? I'll pay it." You know. And but if you're like that, it, it's true with the photography. But but again, you're the salesman. You're the manufacturer, you're the distributor of your work, so you have to have the confidence in your salesmanship to say, this is what I cost. It's either you, it's that or it's nothing, And then, um, but again, your work has to back that up. So that's the only hard part is that Steve Jobs doesn't have to sell it per se himself. No. He has a marketing team, right? Yes, yes he does. Uh, so, you know what I mean? So like, you're the Steve Jobs, you're the engineer, you're the everybody else. That's the only difference with your photography, but you're right. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting, but once you start owning that, put that fucking hat on. Yeah. Director in my workshops, when, when we didn't have COVID, I would host workshops. I would always say, you're no longer a photographer. Everybody's a goddamn photographer. Anybody with a credit card and a means to get to Best Buy can be a photographer. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) Yes. You're a di- you're now a director. Not everybody could direct. Everybody thinks they can, but not everybody can, right? Right. Not everybody's Ron Howard. Okay, sorry, <laughs> you're not. Okay, you're not a Spielberg or a, a, a Scorsese or whoever it is. You're not that. There's only a few really good directors, but there's a lot of camera ops and camera assistants or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. But that's the way I'd rather choose to view my my role in creating great work or creating any work that people think is good is I'm the director. I'm, I want to see everything. Give, tell me everything. Like I'm, I'm working on two edit, beauty editorials 
that we're shooting in mid-January. I'm shooting two of them, two different teams, two everything, right? And I'm telling everybody, I need this, I need the move board, I need this, I need the direction. Okay, I'll get the right model for the face. Like every, I'm, I'm controlling every aspect of the yeah, shoot. You are. Okay. And that's the way I want people to really take um, action. Um, take action and, and own that hat. You're a director. Stop being a photographer. That's why you get lost. And hey, people don't know who you are. That's man, okay? those are good words to live by, too. I mean, and again, you got that whole mentality of just like, you know, and for any new photographer out there listening to the podcast mm -hmm. or even experienced photographers, you know, we, we all get in that rut sometimes, that, you know, or sometimes, you know, a client can over try to take us, you know, and, and totally, you know, they, they to a to an extent, you know, but at the end of the day, you know how you you want your vision, you know how you want your story to be told. Exactly. And and exactly. you know you, it's like you mentioned you take charge you take action and you know all right guess let's get this angle right here okay let's get the lighting on the side you know uh, mm -hmm. whether you know if it's direct flash or if it's you know uh, the sun natural light or you know whatever it is reflective light it's just because at the end of the day you will get blamed for the whole thing absolutely absolutely or you so. celebrated you're fucking phenomenal and I always make sure I tag all my team right because it's a teamwork like if you love my work it means you love the work I created with a great team and then I I always make sure I always work with this you know that's another thing like I said getting a muse get yourself your own creative team a hair and makeup artist that like you can rely on and yeah. then really start flexing some creative muscle yes. but no you're absolutely right um no, yeah, I, I can't agree with you more with what you're saying, um, Robert. And and speaking about you know uh, being directors and everything, um, because this question kind of leads into that, but uh, it, it's more like you know what is your most triumph moment as a photographer? Like what is like your best story? Like something that you know, it's like almost like you winning the lottery, like. <laughs> uh one in the lottery i don't know you know i don't uh yes this year honestly has been a lottery this entire year and you're like what do you mean by that well because i haven't had one moment where i worried about being able to pay my bills that's okay. a blessing okay when times where i was so worried i had to call my grandmother up my brother i'm not sure if you're you know in your young 30s or mid 30s i'm 41 now but i was like eating my, 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 my manhood, my everything as a man to call up my twin brother, like, bro, you know, so shit, please. do you have $300? I, I have to make rent. I need $300 and call my grandmother. I'm a grown ass man. Call my grandmother. I should be paying her fucking rent, you know? Right, right. And I'm like, look, I got this, but she believed in my dreams and she, and she always had my back, thankfully to, you know, to her last day. But, it just makes me remind me like, okay, these are all these people who sacrificed to make sure I still could be a photographer. And now I, now I'm not rich, but I can honestly say if you I want to go out on. and have a few drinks with you, I could fucking do that. Yeah. And there were times where I was so embarrassed. I wouldn't go out cause I didn't have money to go get a drink with my buddy, you know? Yeah. So not, not forgetting those times. So this year has been my, a lot of videography and filmmaking has exploded. Oh, you know, I've gotten films. into, yeah, I've gotten into like nine film festivals, no, eight film festivals, won nine awards of some sort. And like, I made so many, I've made eight projects and like 
I mean, wow. it's been an absolute blessing rediscovering my passion for filmmaking because that was my first intent. And wow. then, um, and then uh, I picked up great video clients and nonprofits, and it's like, and they have been my saving grace, you know, obviously income wise. Right. So yeah, I can say this year, COVID. See, it's about perspective. Les Brown, he's a great motivational speaker, talked about the way you perceive your problem or your issue. Is, it, it, that's what is life-changing. It's, it's about your perception. So for him, he thought he was abandoned by his parents because he didn't know his mother, and his, his, mother, his mother gave him up, and he never knew his dad. And then he had someone adopt him. But he said, but he said no, really, my adopted mother chose me. I wasn't abandoned. I was chosen by someone to love for the rest of their lives. So he, so it's about your perspective of your issue. And for me, when I looked at COVID, I immediately said, okay, here's the circumstance. How can I maneuver and take advantage of this opportunity? Because the billionaires take advantage of opportunity. Oh, yeah. They look oh, for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and and whine and complain about shit I can't control. I don't care. And, you know, Trump, you know, he's not my, I'm not, he's no, he's not getting a fan hat from me, you know, but, but, uh, I didn't want to, I can't blame him. I didn't want to blame Biden. I'm not going to blame anybody. I blame this motherfucker brushing his teeth in the mirror right now. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I chose to do during COVID. And I'm, I'm reaping the benefits at this moment, I can honestly say. And I'm, I feel excited about 2021. Don't you want to be excited oh, yeah, for the next absolutely. year? Right? I mean, so, I feel like my, 2021 is my year, man. I, there you go. And that's See, how and, I perceive and it. And I can believe you. I can believe you when you say it because you're taking ownership in your own fucking destiny, in your own fucking vision. Now, the only way you can ho- uh, hold yourself accountable when I know... Uh, the way I know you are holding yourself accountable is when you, I start seeing that action. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, then you'll start to be, yeah, you'll start, you'll be as high as me, brother. <laughs> hey, man. That's, and like I said, those are goals right there. Those are real big time goals, man. And I, and like I said, and, and speaking about, about that, because, you know, you, you said that your influence moment, you know, 2021, congratulations, first of all, on One Day Films. I, I love those pieces. It's oh. Something that I, you know, people thought about but never really executed. And, you know, they had little snippets, but no, you did the yeah. full-length film. I, I, I went all out. Uh, went go all go out. check it out. Day One Films, dayonefilms.net, and on Instagram and everything else. Um, and that was exactly what you just said was the reason why I started film. I said, wait a minute. I started, I was like, you know, why did I, it was last year before COVID. I was like, why did I even get into photography i started down i was like i felt the creative plateau i'm like this is starting to get boring to me i said why did i even get into photography i was like wait a minute i started because i love film i love watching movies i love dissecting them i love everything about film like i said why don't i just stop making film and then of course you know your little little devil on your shoulder starts talking shit to you right and and he's like you don't have the equipment but then i said yeah i do you don't have the time (laughs) and then i said yeah, I do. You don't have the creative. And I was like, yeah, I do. I said, wait a fucking minute. It's like, Hold I'm on. the reason why I'm not making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, not the money or the camera. Fuck that. I had a GH5. Yeah, you know what you mean? they say we're all, we're our own demons, you know, with like, with our, exactly. With, if we don't do something so, about it, you know, and we can't change. And here's the thing. The universe will tell you if you're doing what you should fucking be doing. It's just that simple. It's not your mama. 
It's not your best friend who's going to lie to you. Those two will always lie to you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> or your wife or whatever, right, if she loves you. And then, uh, you know, they're always going to think you're, whatever you're doing is, is awesome. Like, way to go. Just fucking do it. No. Right. You yeah, put it out there to the world, to the universe, and the response you get, you're going to know if you're going in the right direction, right? And um, I made my first... So I've been doing short documentaries, right? That's like my shtick. I love documentaries. And I started off doing documentaries, like short ones, like five minute, 15 minute, stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, I just did my first narrative drama, my first short drama, which involved a script and two actors and a story. You know what I mean? Okay. And documentary, you, you, you need more or less an outline, not really a script, right? So I was like, all right, this is going to be an awesome challenge. Can I pull off doing a drama, right? And when we submit, we did it, we completed it. And then, um, I submitted to like six film festivals and stuff. And I immediately, the first two, we already, uh, we got two award of recognition for two categories, African American and short film. And then we got another one. We got silver for, uh, wait, what was it? Silver? Yeah. I think it was silver for, uh, best short film drama. Right wow. now, if if you told me two years ago for my first drama, non-documentary, right, um, that immediately people will recognize, hey, this is not so bad. Like you got something going on here. I wouldn't have believed you, and I was nervous as fuck making this project because I had no clue can I translate my documentary work or ability and being a director there to directing actors. You know what I mean? Like, I'm directing actors. And these two were pros. Like, like pros meaning, like, they do this for a living. They've been, they're with two, they're with agencies. Like, they knew what they, they knew more, they've been doing it more than me. You know what I mean? Yeah, they seem like, man, he don't know nothing. <laughs> they could have, but yeah, they obviously believed that I could. Yeah. Right. And, um, and we pulled it off. We did a great job. We had fun with a zero dollar budget. Like, zero. Like, we all chipped in, and, wow. okay, you're going to bring some drinks, and, well, I'm going to pay for the gas, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, right, we right. chipped in our, our time and energy, and for it to get recognized um, already by two film festivals, it, it, that's the sign I'm talking about when you're saying, look to the universe, it will tell you if you're heading in the right direction. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, and, it does now. Yeah, and, and again, zero budget, because that's the first... I have a buddy who graduated from NYU for film school, right? Film school at NYU, which is a nice school to go to for filmmaking. Like, your career should be set. Um, First problem he said was, I was like, bro, it's COVID. Why don't don't we do, um, let's start making some films. Like, we got time. Nobody's doing shit. Let's just start making films. He's like, well, it costs money. It costs this, costs that. And, And during COVID, I came out with, I finished eight projects. And he did one. Ooh. Okay? So, yeah. like, clearly, money wasn't the issue. Right. It was attitude. Right? Yes. It was attitude. So, therefore, if you feel like you have that first have that vision, then fucking do anything you got to to make it come to life. Your photography, film, or fucking crocheting. <laughs> whatever it is your shit is do whatever do you got to do to make it work because believe it or not it requires a lot less than we think it does to to manifest right, 
like and that scared. It really you know? does. Like you're just you know you're so scared because it's like you know when when you go like into a pool for the first time and you're like oh mm-hmm. I can't swim and you know you're mm-hmm. like man oh I don't know you know this water's a little too cold or you know you just, mm-hmm. just dip your feet in you know see how it feels you know like it's just exactly. exactly and then by the time you know it you're having a good time splashing in the water and then totally and then all of a sudden you're like what was I so scared in the first place exactly and if I was like that. I was like that. Robert, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, like, like I said, if it's anything that I've learned throughout, you know, throughout this podcast, it's just that, you know, I, I was that guy, you know, and, and I'm well, just... Well, I was proud when you were doing your um, your video clients, schedule projects and putting up that work and stuff and it's like, and your social media stuff like that, that was, you know, you you should keep it going no matter how small. Make a, like I'm... Um, I have a series I started. I gotta, I gotta get back on it because I've had some video clients that sucked up my life for two months. But that's, <laughs> that's a good blessing. Yeah. But the, um, but here's the thing. I had a series just to inspire myself to pick up my camera to record film, right, or record video. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a series called Videos Film About Nothing, right? Oh. So just record shit, just to record shit. <laughs> Like, stop, like, like, filmmakers sometimes get so bogged down by the process. It's gotta be this. I need a grant. I need, it needs to, like, people sent me scripts and like, and it's gonna cost this much and it's gonna cost that. It's like, no, how about we just check out the story? Yeah. And then fucking make it by any means necessary, you know? Like, forget, stop putting a price tag and, and excuses to why you can't get it done. So that's what I'm saying to you. Like, when I came up with a film about nothing, just create a film about nothing. Pick up the camera and start fucking filming. Grab one lens and see what you can do with it. Like, oh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a project with just the S5 in the 20 to 60 millimeter kit lens, and I'm gonna show you what I can do with it. Nice. Because nice. again, it's about doing the best you can with what you've got. And if you just have a G7 or a fucking um, 6400 Sony, an A6400, or whatever it is, you feel it's not top line, it has nothing to, I know it's so cliche, but it has nothing to do with the gear. It's about the process of you actually taking action. That's why I have a, the series of film about nothing. It has zero plot. <laughs> has zero plot, no fucking story, right, really? It's just about me practicing cinematography, basically. Hey. And and it's like I said, you even started with like like you mentioned before, like, you know, previous said in the podcast that you start out with the Nikon thirty one hundred, and there's people yeah. that, that start with the with the oh man, I can't believe I'm saying this for like fifth time already. Is that <laughs> I keep mentioning about this one lady? Um, I I didn't catch her name. I know who she is, uh, in in the in the land in the town area, but um, she personally takes wedding photos with her phone. Uh, I don't know if I, you mentioned. Holy shit. Trust me, she makes a killing doing this. Wow. Robert, if I, you would not believe me if I, if I asked you, you know, could you do photography with your phone, you know? And but apparently you can. Portraits, I could. Portraits, I could probably pull it off if it's just natural <laughs> light, obviously. But I, I don't know about the wedding. I don't want to mess up your wedding like that. But I'll give it a shot if you don't care, you know. Uh, but. But that's more, you know, Mazel Tov, like more power to her. Like, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> but then again, you know, that's her style. And people exactly. will pay for a particular aesthetic. And yes. that's the thing. When you become more confident about you as a photographer, you develop your own approach and creative 
style, then no one can replicate that shit. Like, when you look at my work, people notice, like, wow, it's so colorful and it pops and stuff like that. And it's like, like, I notice people say that enough times where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to have a certain aesthetic. And when people hire me, it's not just because they're paying for my, I hate when people are like, how much is it for your time? No, you're paying for me, bro. Like, you're paying for me. Robert Silver. I don't know if you're going to go get whoever else. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why it costs as much. And Lindsay Adler said the same thing. It's like, yeah, you can always hire another photographer, but you can't hire another me. You no, know what I mean? No, you can't. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and speaking of that, Robert, and not to cut you off, sorry. Uh, I was just going to get in the lines of, you know, because you said you have a certain style. Like, what is your favorite subject to shoot? Like, who, who's like, like, what is your genre area? Like, what do you work with the best? I mean, portraits, but uh, fashion and beauty work is like my favorite, favorite. Okay. So, um, but people in general, I don't do kids really, unless they're a really talented, like, teenage <laughs> model from right, an agency. Right. Like, I do have one. She's 16. I have her. Uh, I'm going to be shooting her on the 27th, right? Okay. And um, I looked at her body of work, and I'm like, okay. Her mom was like, oh, I want her to, you know, build a portfolio with you. And I'm like, okay, that's great. And I looked at her work. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I, okay, I, I, I think she see. has some. Yeah. yeah, I can see she's going somewhere. She has potential and um, stuff like that. But I definitely don't go out shooting kids. I don't do it. I don't I don't want to do it. Unless they're seriously good models. And if that's different, then I'm totally down. But yeah, so, and men and women, I shoot both and have fun equally shooting both. I love shooting guys. They have a different approach to light and shadow and how it reacts off of men than it does women. So your process and your approach to photography changes. Mm-hmm. And me as a photographer, it's about me adapting to the circumstance that's in front of me versus the other way around. Everybody can shoot a hot woman in a two-piece bikini on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are going to be like, wow, you have such a great photo. No, you're just (laughs) fucking horny and she's hot. I got it. It's not a great photo. Like, how many times have we seen chicks on a beach, you know? And you shot high-speed sync or something, you know? It's not rocket science, but but it's the, uh, again, I like shooting men and women. And I like, if a woman is fully clothed but still as hot as hell as if she wasn't, then I think I've done my job, you know? (laughs) So, and then, um, I mean, I even work with trans models, believe it or not. Okay. And I've worked with two, and I work with one regularly, actually, that you guys have seen on my Instagram. Check me out, Robert Silver Photography. And her name is Nicole Spearman. She signed with an agency in L.A., and she's fantastic. Oh, yeah? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we work, we're going to be working together soon. We're going to do a fashion editorial. I actually want to get her published. Oh. I want to be the first person who publishes her. She's great. I work with her. She's a redhead. You've probably seen her on my Instagram. I have, actually. But I, I have. So she's fantastic. The word awesome attitude, always on time. Thank you, God. And, <laughs> and the work we create consistently is pretty kick-ass. So I, I don't. Me, again, it's about the art. It's about photography. As as uh, Rob Ross says, the joy of painting, for me, it's the joy of photography. It's everything about it. The, the pre, during, and post processing of all my photos, I love it all. Nice. You know? Nice. And is there, <laughs> is there any subject that you're like, man, I will not do this? I No, no matter how much you pay. Babies. Huh? I don't, I don't do babies. Like, gotcha. 
family part. Yeah, the infant stuff. Some people are fantastic at it. I'm like, Mazel oh. Like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. wow, that's fucking great. I might get cheap for mine, you know, if I decide to have another <laughs> one, you know? That's fantastic. But some people are really good at it. And I'm like, great, man. Some people are really good. Like, I could do great. Like, family portraits, fantastic. And I do them. I get paid. Mm. But my, I wake up to do editorials. Mm. I wake up and get excited and fired up for editorial work, beauty or fashion, you know, and working with my models and stuff like that. Um, but I don't wake up like, ooh, I'm going to a family portrait. But that's not <laughs> me. Some people are really good at that. And that's cool because people who are special specialists get paid more. And you know what? People Robert? who are specialists, straight up. I, I can't I tackled on these challenges, Robert, and I'm not gonna lie, like I've done babies, you know, I've done weddings, I've done, you know, mm-hmm. portraits, I've done models, I've done you know uh the only thing that I have not the the one thing that I have not done and I wish I I would love to one day, you know, just just to take it off the bucket list that I did it is boudoir. I would always wanted to try that out. But again, you know, it takes a certain, you know, you know, uh angle, it takes a certain demographic, you know, because, you know, women tend to be more comfortable with women when it comes to those type of, you know, intimate kind of things. Well, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said that. I cut you off. Um, so normally I do what I do, you know. I mean, I, I say that as if, if you go to my website, robertsilphotography.com or my Instagram, you can see my body of work. Yeah. I work with a lot of agency models. I work a lot with MDT agency in San Francisco, Marla Gale Talent Agency in San Francisco. And um, so I use a lot of their models and update their portfolios or get hired by their models and stuff. Okay. But so this year I was like, all right, I want to take it to the next level. How can I keep my style but sexy it up, right? I'm interested. So I got my muse. Of course, again, my muse that, you know, we're absolutely comfortable with each other where we can experiment and push each other mm-hmm. and um, enjoy the process. So I said, hey, let's do this. Let's do an implied shoot that's fucking sexy as hell, but absolutely tasteful and artful, like absolutely beautiful, right? Right. And that's that photo, if you saw, she's like on a stool, it's in black and white, and that's another thing I don't shoot normally in black and white, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to try something different. So I shot in black and white, I shot was, in raw, of course. But I, I was just about to say, is this the one with the, with like, the, how they have the body paint on their, on their face, like, or it's not, it's not body paint, it's like more like makeup, but it's like, has like uh, all the vibrant colors, is this the one that you're speaking of, or? Well, that's from the same day, but, but the... The one, if you scroll down, she's black. She in Lake Merritt Goddess is my niece's name, and then um, on Instagram, okay. and then it's in black and white. She's sitting on a stool sideways with her legs like kind of bent a little bit, and she has a long two braids to come down. You can't miss it. It's like I don't know, two weeks ago or something. But but she is. Um, uh, but that was when I experimented. I was like, because I, I thought about the same thing, not about boudoir per se. But I was like, I know I could do a very beautiful, hot, and sexy implied, but still keep it Robert Silver, you know? I got you. And, and that's when I did what you just said, but I actually followed through and fucking did it and just gave it a shot and see what happens. And people were like, when the hell can you do semi-nude portraits? Because they normally don't see that. They see fashion and, you know, their people are dressed most of the time, right? And as a matter so of the- fact, Robert, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, you know, as well, uh, I, I yeah. am looking at it right now, and you're right. I did. Um, I saw this, and I was like, "Wow!" And it's like you did mention you don't really have a lot of black and whites. All exactly. Your, all your, 
portfolio is always color. Yes. So I purposely was like, all right, I'm going to do what I normally don't do and push myself and just see what happens. And I fucking, I could personally say I enjoyed the photo that was crazy. I was like, damn, this photo's hot. It was like, this is awesome. Everything about it, the black and white, uh, I used only one light source plus, that's when I, I, I used for the first time my um, parabolic umbrella, it's a seven foot umbrella. Oh, right. Geez. And I was like, all right, I'm going to experiment with one light source and then one reflector on the side. It was a V flat on the, uh, on one side. Okay. And then I was like, I'm just going to shoot and see what happens. A very simple setup. And, uh, but the point was that I stepped out of my comfort zone on purpose. I made a strategic effort to do so. Mm-hmm. Try a different style, but still keep it Robert Silver. You see? And I wasn't trying to replicate anybody. I was literally just trying to do my approach to nude or implied photography. And this was exactly it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. And You know? And you did it. You did it. You see? And I've had models that reached out to me that were like, I never knew you could shoot, you know, implied or, you know, this style of photography. I never knew. I was like, well, you never fucking asked. So, you know, (laughs) that's what happens. I didn't say I could. <laughs> well, Does that uh, make sense? <laughs> I'll book you next week. <laughs> you know? Or, no, no, I'll send you my rates. Right, right. <laughs> but but the point is, but does that make sense? It's like, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. And, I'm just, and I just went and did it. And um, that one that you saw afterwards with the same model, but it's all colorful. Mm-hmm. I use three gels and it's just a headshot. Did you oh, see that beauty it. shot? I love the color. Yeah, I think that's like, Everyone's favorite of 2020 is that shot by far. Like everybody really? just simply, yeah, oh, you don't even know. Like I've gotten comments in my inbox and just people are like, I just love them. And what's funny is that's the first, that those, those two photos is the same day. Okay. Okay. Uh, we did the black and white look first by itself. And then I reset up in the studio to do the gels and everything else. Okay. Believe it or not, that's when I first finally decided to really experiment with frequency separation. That's why that portrait is so like spectacular because I actually edited it using frequency separation to sculpt her face and to make it smooth and look amazing. And then I used three gels. I used the orange, a blue, and a fucking um, green for edging. Again, it's just so vibrant. And and Robert and I and again I, I you had I can't even talk <laughs> I had to apologize. Um, is there like a is there like a preset you use to these? Because I mean they're so vibrant, so colorful. I love the looks. I I don't have that, there is I didn't use anybody's preset. Um, I will be planning on. I'm not even planning. I'm actually producing them right now as we speak. Nice. Um, I'm going to be making three collections of presets to offer to folks. Um, oh, for sale, nice. obviously, through my website. But it's going to be all orientated toward fashion and portrait photography. Okay. okay? okay. From my perspective. So right. they're not going to be, they may not be anybody's cup of tea. It's whatever. But it's from my perspective. If you like the kind of work I'm doing, then this is the approaches and the style that I that I created the presets from. Right? Like when I come up with something, like, okay, so my process is, I'm like, oh, my God, this is spectacular. I love it. And I save it as a preset, and I manipulate it a little bit more, save the preset, but like, okay, this is awesome. Again, and um, it's my approach. So I'm going to be doing a fashion photography set, 
Okay. A beauty photography set, and then a general portrait set. So I'm oh, gonna. Man. That's my goal is to make three sets of presets, uh, Lightroom presets, for you folks to use. And of course, it's always a starting point. It's not the end. You guys still have to manipulate highlights, exposure, etc. Um, but I think it will help you at least give you a good head start. Man, I and, would love um, to purchase. I would love to be your first client because again. Your, your work stands out, Robert. And, and again, you, you know, you have that style, you know, you have that. And, and I feel like other photographers as well could benefit from that, you know, and it could be a right connection to the door, you know, like. It, 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 honestly, um, I'm offering presets to not only help other photographers get at least a good head start or to increase their workflow, like the efficiency of their workflow when they're editing. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm tur I'm, I want to take whatever I can make off those presets to give me more time to make more videos and tutorials to help you shoot and improve, or at least enjoy the process of photography. That's my goal, is because if I can make something off of these presets, then that allows me to free up some time to make more videos. That's amazing. And that's, amazing. Uh, that's what I want to do so I can make more videos just so that folks can watch and, and the journey that I'm on and hopefully be inspired. Like I said, I hope you do, man. I hope you do produce them. And I hope, you know, like I said, I I would love to be one of the clients to to purchase one of these presets. Well, your your email is already on the news on the, on the list here. So, uh, <laughs> hey, man, so trust you, man. to believe it. Matter of fact, I'm going to just text you. <laughs> So, but nonetheless, I, I appreciate your excitement, and and um, I, I've seen so many people do presets, and I, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to be one of those people slanging presets, but then I was like, <laughs> I get enough questions where people are like, why do your photos come out the way they do and mine don't? Or I was like, you know what? Clearly, the universe is telling me maybe I should make these presets, I and you people do. might like them. I think you do. And and so, like I said, I'm not trying to be, you know, like, oh, you know, let's push, you know, for this. No, I'm just saying, like, I, me as a person, you know, you know, the, who loves your work and uh, that loves, you know, what, what you do, what you stand for. You know, I, I love the drive once again. Um, I, Robert, seriously, awesome. thank you. Thank you so much, you know, for, for everything that, like I mentioned before, for reaching out, for doing this podcast with me. It means a lot to me. My it means pleasure. World. Um, and, and like I said, Robert, if there's anything else, like this podcast, man, you're more than welcome to come back and, you know, do another one or even vice versa. If you want to plug something in, like I said, okay. and, and I offer that to all my photographers out there as well, um, because this is all about a community that we're one helps another and it's not going to be oh it's just me you know against robert or me against david or me against mm. steve you know it's just going to be you know one hand is going to wash another if we help each other yeah. thrive this is what's going to be you know and honestly totally. we don't want nobody struggling down on the bottoms you know and when there's resources out there in the world that can really benefit them you know like and and the other thing is that like if if we're all doing good producing good work and enjoying the process of, uh, of photography, then it increases the equity, the value of, of photography in general. And thus, it helps to, uh, um, by default, the, the, we could charge up more, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah, if we're all amazing, then there's no reason why we charge Maserati prices. But if we're all quick dollar menu kind of photographers, it, no one benefits from that, even the Maserati yeah. people. You yeah, see, so yeah. it's like it's like we need to spread the love and share when we can, 
and um, those who comment on my YouTube channel of Robertson Photography or wherever it may be, um, I do answer back. I do reply and nice. um, as fast as I can. And uh, again, it's it's all cyclical. Like there's, it's all cyclical. There's no good portrait photographer without a good subject. Right. Right. <laughs> And, you know, one thing, and Robert, not to, you know, like, I'm not trying to cut the podcast short or anything like that by any means, um, because I've also seen the other side of things where, you know, you, you get an amazing model and then all of a sudden they don't even, they don't even credit you or they use a model, you know, they, you give them the work, you know, that you're all proud of, that it took you so long to do. And then they put this like nasty filter on it that you're just like, are you serious? Like right now? Like what? Well, I actually have a rant video about the filter part, but <laughs> they, uh, that happened. Um, but that could, we could literally talk about, um, branding practices as a photographer and another podcast for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, but yes, those things are annoying. But again, as I said, um, stick with the rule of shut up and shoot or stay create, you know, keep shooting and stay creative. Either one of those. And eventually, as you improve your photography, your equity of your style goes up in the marketplace, then you can call some shots and be like, no, don't add that stupid shit on there. You know, <laughs> if you ever want to work with me again, you know what I mean? Right, right. And trust me, trust me, I've had to pull that card. Not to be someone who's been dick, but like, yo, if you want it black and white, I'll make it black and white. But yes. I'll do it. Right. That's right. why I, I never send out my photos to be retouched. I do them all myself. If nice. they come out fucked up, then I did that. And if they came out awesome, then we did that. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, once again, one hand washes another. You're all gonna. That's it. We're all striving up to you know to become better. You know, and that's all it is. That's it. So, exactly. Robert, all right. thank you so much, man. You've been such a My blessing. Pleasure. Hey, it's been. I've been real humbled that you know, like I said, you came on the podcast, guys. Uh, it is gonna be Christmas week, so. Like I said, everybody, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I don't know, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that good <laughs> all stuff. That Whatever good you stuff. celebrate. <laughs> right, so guys, thank you, you know, guys for Christmas tuning in. To me, What's bro, up? Christmas isn't even, a, like, to me, in American context, it's not a Christian holiday. It's an American, like, this is what we do here. You know what I mean? Oh, and man. everybody deserves a Christmas gift. Everybody should be lighting menorahs and, and celebrating and understanding Kwanzaa. And whatever it is you do, I want to know what it is. You know, it's all good. We should we should be celebrating. Whatever reason you got, fucking do it. <laughs> Amen, man. Amen to that. <laughs> so, Dude, <that's> a... <laughs> anyway. But Robert, thanks again. Um, like I said, guys, you know, happy holidays. Be safe out there and tune in until next time. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks, Robert.